Maelstrom Radio. With your hosts, Flex and Shinter. Welcome everybody to Maelstrom Radio. I am Flattis, and with me, my co-host Shinter. Hi. Our video's working this time. Yes, we got Whatever it. The video is. We did it. We did the thing. Hopefully, it stays working. You freeze every little bit, but I'll take it. I'll take. I'll take. We've got to figure out this at some point. Yeah. We'll get it working. I mostly I'll blame Skype for that, honestly, because Skype's kind of kind of crap. Yeah, everything looks fine on my end from both of us, so something's not happening right. Yeah, it could be me. Who knows? Sometimes. But um, so we have uh. Yes, how, things. How was your uh, How was your week? Since the last it show. Was busy. Very busy. Uh, the website's back up and running for anyone who happened to check it out last week. Apparently, I need to pay attention more to it. Uh, but my last week was mostly sitting through and uh, grinding through stuff, the latest patch stuff. Same. Uh, I think our cameras froze again for whatever reason. Don't. Ah, oh, we're doing great. blaming Skype. How was your last week? Um, it was okay. <laughs> I've been sick. Which That's always fun. No, it's terrible. It sucks. Um, I, I, my other show, I had, I did like maybe half of it, and uh, my co-host carried the rest of the show on uh, that salute table, and uh, we did a Warcraft movie review. And I did 40 minutes about, and then I was like, my throat's killing me. I really need to get out of here. <laughs> I don't know how long we'll go on tonight. I'm going to try to try to keep it about an hour, maybe a little under an hour, because we do know Sony is doing their big presentation for E3 and do not want to cross streams. I can't cross streams. No. People, and I, also, if, I, if you see me sip water, it's because my throat. I just realized that I had more web browsers open. <laughs> so uh, we we got we got some news. Uh, so Amazon, or I shouldn't say Amazon. Final Fantasy XIV did a promotion in Japan for with Seven Eleven, and Seven Eleven in Japan is a big thing. Uh, bigger than. And it ended right as I left. <laughs> yeah, it did end right. It did. Um. But I think the items were only available for the JP uh, clients, right? Like, I don't think you could get it and use it on your, on our accounts. No, but we tried. We did. 
really wanted that white chocobo. Yes. Well, <laughs> speak of the white chocobo. Uh, North, Amer uh, North American uh, users are now going to be able to get all the 7-Eleven items. And you don't even have to go to 7-Eleven. Just spend. Uh, I mean, they can get free white chocobo, right? <laughs> yes, kind of. <laughs> All you have to do is spend twenty dollars on the Amazon game store, and you are eligible to uh, get the goods. All of it, actually. So I think that may be cheaper than going to Seven <laughs> Eleven and buying all the soda needed to. Um, get it, but at the same time, it's also probably better for your health as well. I'd rather spend 20 bucks on That's Amazon true. Game Store. <laughs> and but, although, to be fair, 7-Eleven stuff is pretty cheap down there. It's it, great. Yeah, well, it's cheap here, too, So, but it's like spending however much you need in soda to get that would be terrible. Well, I got all the stuff, but I also got diabetes, so I'm not sure... I have the damn fat chocobo. Yeah, but I got the fat chocobo, so did it. So, and uh, just to let you guys know what the items were including, uh, that is the uh, in-game, including the white, the original fat chocobo mount. And now that fat chocobo mount is, I believe, is got a little crown, and it's white, and it looks awesome, and it's fat chocobo. Uh, the maiden butler attire, uh, titan-themed crag mask, an ifrit-themed inferno mask, and a set of 99 magic prism wings. I don't know what those are. I guess we'll find out. I it's a consumable item. I maybe here, I'm gonna Google. One of the things that I'm still not sure on this is is it coming to Canada? It does specify Amazon.com specifically. There's nothing really against I guess Canadians buying things on Amazon.com, but it can be a pain in the ass if it, you have to try to ship it up here or something. I would think it could be digital. It didn't say that it'd have to be digital. That's true. They haven't actually specified what are qualified purchases yet. Yeah. I wonder if it's square items. At least $20 worth of square items. Because you could probably just buy, like, a a, a month of game, game time. I would or, definitely do that. Or, like, a, like a two-month, like, a 60-day card, which is 30 bucks, And that should cover the $20 needed. Which is actually maybe why they chose the twenty dollar bike because people will be like, "I'll just buy a game card. That's thirty dollars." Haha, got him. Damn. Oh, they were gonna get it from us anyway. <laughs> so, really, what they're saying is like, "Do you guys just want the money you were gonna give us anyway, just to go towards getting all this cool stuff here?" Um, apparently, magic prism wings are an item that you cast that gives you uh, a pair of seraphic wings like weaving myriads of shades of light together and it makes you look like so you have wings you get shiny fancy wings on your fat chocobo yeah looks like it I'm I'm down I want wings that would have been so much better if uh, last night we had some random sort of parade on Famfrit where there's a whole bunch of fat chocobos that just completely took over Idleshire just did it and just did it up. Oh yeah, and they did it repeatedly. Like I think there was some group queuing for I can't remember right now, but they went through and they completely engulfed the Etherite Crystal and then they paraded around a few times and they'd all disappear. And then they'd come back a few minutes later and do it all again. I think they ended up partying in uh, the new fountain from 3.3. 3. 
That's not the first time we've done a giant fat chocobo parade. No, it's not. Nor will it be the last. I was just really sad because I can't participate in it without a fat chocobo. Truth. Well, I mean, are you, I mean, you'll get the $20 fat chocobo. You'll... Oh yeah, I'll get the white fat chocobo. Especially if it has the nice fancy hat. Exactly. My current chocobo, Greg, already has a hat, so... More hats for our chocobo. Especially if you can get one like that's like your Odin helm. The... Yes, I I wish fat chocobos had fancy barding. Don't think they could fit into it. Oh, you can make them look like other things, like other giant things, like a marshmallow, like a giant fat moogle. Yeah, <laughs> that's a thing now though. So. That's true. Was that, was that a new mount? It was part just of. No, well, speaking of that, it's no, that's a mount. It's got a little bench oh. under it. You sit in it. <laughs> I haven't got that far. I, I tried doing the uh, the Moogle quests last patch, and then realized I don't have a fifty crafter yet. <sighs> We're working on it. I realized that we can power boot power level our crafters simply by doing the leave quests at the high. Here, pro tips. <laughs> pro tips is flattest. Go and do the get to 15. Start doing leave quests. Once you start doing the leave quests, pick the one that's the highest amount, like always the highest one, and always turn in a high quality item because that'll boost up the XP. And just do that 10 times, and it'll just get you to the next the next set of. Uh, you do that for like it'll do like 10 levels. You'll get a level, and then you'll go to your your quest and for your crafting class and then come back and do it all over again. It'd be fine. Just go do it. Have you done crafting? What's your highest crafter? Um, I got like a level 5 culinarian. <laughs> Doing it. Yeah, I, I haven't had luck with that so far. I it's, have done quests, so it's great. pro tips. It's pro tips. But we'll, we, we need gill, which we have, and, um, We'd rather and we'd rather need a high level crafter, which we have, <laughs> or we could buy it from uh, equally buy the items from the, uh, you know. They get expensive, trust me. They do. I'd rather use our seasoned crafter. We we just gotta ask nice. Could be like, hey, willing to help us out? Get free stuff, please. Yeah. What want? Um, oh, you know what? I forgot to add this to news. I'm going to mention it real quick. Uh, Final Fantasy XIV is live. At, uh, they are at E3. Yoshi P is there. Uh, they are doing a special version of the Sephiroth fight. I believe if you beat it, uh, they have the the Wheel of Chaos. And if you spin it, and you get like you could get a fight Sephiroth with a certain gear set you don't normally fight him with, or you have to fight him in Savage, or you may have to fight him with a certain setup. Um, so... Whatever it is, you spin the wheel, you beat him, you get a shirt that says, I beat Sephiroth, and I would want that shirt, and I can't get it, because I am not there. E3 seems kind of an, an odd place to do that, because isn't it usually just press? It is. It is just press. <laughs> it is. I, I'd like to see something at, like, FanFest or something. Not that I'll probably be there either, but we'll see. Uh, yeah, well, trademark. <laughs> We'll make it happen if we need to. Listen, if, even if I got an Airbnb a house outside of <laughs> Vegas, because if that's cheaper, I will do that. 
I wonder how much that... I'm going to look at that, how much an Airbnb place would cost. <laughs> and see if I can get one that comes with a car. That'd be dope. I just got to I'll drive it. It'd be, fan It'd be fine. Just get an RV all in one. Yeah. So patch 3.3 launched last week, just after our last uh, episode, first episode. Yes. How much have you done? Um, I want to say half of the story, all of Hildebrand, and probably some external content, like the extra fluffy content on the outside rim of the patch. Like, like the, the fluffy dandelion mount? No, not yet. Not there yet. I want it. One of these days. One of these days, I'm going to get a dandelion. I'm going to hug it and fly through the air. Before or after you ride the Fat Moogle? I'll probably Fat can't Moogle first. No, I'll probably Fat Moogle first. Where do you get the Fat Moogle mount? I don't know. I don't even know where to get the dandelion mount yet. Yeah, uh, I'm assuming it's my crafting quest. It, it is. It's from the Moogle quest line from the uh, Beast Traps. They, that's part of their like. I, I don't know where we get the the weird Moogle bench mount. Uh, what about you? Uh, I know that you did more than I did. I might have gone through the entire storyline and the dungeons and the trials, and the Hildebrand quest line, and also the uh, the new side quest at the end that kind of takes you through uh, the entire Heavensward story up until now. That was kind of cool. So if you haven't done that, uh, there's a quest NPC at the end of the 3.3 patch notes. Uh, it's inside House Fortomp's Manor. Uh, go check him out. He'll give you a quest. It'll kind of bring you through a whole bunch of things. Uh, it was just kind of an interesting piece of content that could be missed considering he's inside the house and available after the patch. Yeah. I've definitely seen a few Reddit threads like, don't, don't forget this. There's a quest in here. Do it. Real, real quick. I don't want to spoil. I think we'll talk more about like we'll go deep into the stuff next week. But I want to finish it first. I do that too. Um, but Hildebrand. I don't want to ruin the story of Hildebrand. But I do want to say it was short but super funny. It was great. Um, and if we're gonna we're gonna get Hildebrand every patch, I don't want it. I I want it to be a little bit longer than what I'm getting. That's true. Like if you look at the the previous the two point uh, patches when uh, the Hildebrand stuff was first introduced, we were usually getting what four to five quests per patch or so. Yep. But in the three stuff or the three point patches, we've kind of been getting maybe two quests. Yeah. So I I like especially with some of the stuff that's been going out, some of the news you see like oh hey they're decided yeah we're gonna put that in there, we're bumping it up in priority and. They're uh, moving around content and stuff just so we get that Hildebrand piece every single patch. So it, it could just be that they don't have that whole lot of it planned or it's been very, very uh, rushed almost to get in for the current patches as opposed to waiting a few patches and having a, a larger content release then. Yeah, I mean, I think most people are like, well, we got a trial by now with Hildebrand. <clears throat> but from my understanding, a certain trial uh, is... I would say probably the the way the trial has been described. Um, 
I'll, well, we know it's Nidhogg. <laughs> so the Nidhogg fight is uh, is uh, good. I All around, if I had to rate the patch, I'd probably say, even though I haven't finished the whole story, and I know people are going to be like, well, your, your opinion could change next week. I think just based on, like, even with the Palace of Dead coming in 3.35, um, this is probably uh, Square's like just highest quality like in, in MMO wise too this is probably the highest quality M like MMO patch I've ever had well it's a, it's a pretty massive patch considering that we're a year and a bit almost a year and a half now since Heavensward was released which is an expansion that was released a while after the launch of 2.0 which was released after the initial 1.0 not doing so well yeah we're three years into this game now and they're just keep pushing out really high quality patches every single uh, I guess every four-ish months? About three and a half. Four. About three and a half. With Which, you know, and they always split them up into two little bits. Like, you get the major, and then you get, like, a little chunk, and then, you, you know, wait a couple months, and then you got it all again. So, I, I'm not... I just... Can we get more of this every time? <laughs> Can we get more... I feel... But at the same time, I mean, I'm a former... Like, you know, like I said, I used to play WoW. So, I'm, I'm coming from when, like... After a pa like a, a an expansion ends in WoW, you you get a year no content. Yeah, I like the the slow gradual addition of content. Like there doesn't, especially if you push through the content, there's a couple weeks that you might be kind of sitting there being like, okay, what's next? But for the most part, there's lots. Like I haven't done any of the extreme content yet, um, I, especially not in the new extreme content or the new raiding content, but. There's it, a lot, I, I feel, to hold over for the next four months. Yeah, right. Especially when they add Palace of the Dead, which is the never-ending dungeon. <laughs> the dungeon well, with no bottom. It, it, it is ending, but it sounds like it's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, well, it's, it'll, it'll always add floors. And there's always these anima changes. Like, you just keep pushing things onto the new anima weapon quest line, and they may take you four to five months if you're really slow and don't do all of the quests. Yeah. We need... Just keep doing We're it. We're behind okay. in our anima. <laughs> yeah, we are. It's fine. Got to Apparently now we got to level craft. It's fine. We'll do it. Don't worry. It's all happening. So, alright, well... We have nothing much more to say on 3.3 .3 until maybe next week. And by next week, uh, we will be we will be going from 2 to 3. We have a, uh, a, a you know, n new new player joining the fray. Um, another person from, uh, old friend, like, I've known, I've known him for years, personally, but, uh, uh, uh he's also in our, uh, our FC, he's a guy who majorly recruits for us, uh, Curry will be joining us, uh, as a third for the show, um, he's sassy, that's probably <laughs> the best way to describe him, and, uh, I think he'll be a great addition to the show, so, uh, if you needed a spark or something, that's that's how it's gonna go out. Um, I don't know how much as a spark as like a huge explosion. Probably, it's fine. It'll be fine. We'll contain it. Um, it can't be contained. <laughs> so, uh, the the lovely and beautiful people over at Blue Garter. Uh, if you've not seen Order of the Blue Garter, go check them out. Uh, they they took the Fimitsu uh, article interview with Yoshi P and had it. Tra they translated it themselves, and uh, and it's talking about everything that goes beyond 
uh, patch 3.35. So everything that's going to happen after when pa we get Palace of the Dead, the future of Heavensward going forward. Because this is essentially, this patch is the end of the Dragonsong War, but not the end of Heavensward. And if you had completed the patch content, you would understand how it's the end of the Dragonsong War. So. It was pretty climactic. I'm sorry, I really enjoyed the content. I can't wait till next week. I'm excited. So. See, I probably closed the thing with the article. And it's, but you put it in the chat, so I'm going to click it in the chat. Got it. I So I guess some of this article here that uh, started off kind of discussing what's next for patch 3.35, 3.4, 3.5, and, and beyond at that point. And they're kind of looking for the storyline, like this is the, the end of the Dragon Song War. This is the major climactic point of Heavensward, or at least uh, the, the storyline we've been following up till now. What's kind of left to do for the rest of Heavensward? Well. So, uh, oh, sorry. Well, uh, he goes into that. Um, they they kind of said that they were there's a little bit of force because clearly I, I think they wanted to focus more on the ending, and he even says uh, Yoshida uh, when asked. Um, we also see glimpses of upcoming story for 3.4. He said just a little. There will be some foreshadowing, but not much. So uh, you've seen it. I have not. I will see it <laughs> before next week. Um, I want to go see it again. You can. It's uh, you go to your, go to go your. Visit my in room. Yeah, just go visit your in room and go look at your magical book. My book shows me movies. It does. Um. So, but the next thing, and I've been saying this, and um, but the next thing is that uh, it, it, like it says among users, it seems many expect that the story will move in the direction of Alamigo. And Yoshi replies, well, Ida and Poplamo have certainly <laughs> have clearly been in contact with the Alamegan Resistance, so it may seem like that. Uh, there will be a variety of plots, so please enjoy them. <laughs> I'm still not sure if that's going to be the, the 3.4 or 3.5 content. That seems a lot bigger than three po a 3.x release. It's, it does. I, I think we're going to go into... Uh, to me, I would think we're going to go into the Warring Triad storyline and finish up the Warring Triad first, and yeah, then... But they did touch on that as well, didn't they? They did. Um, they specified that, or they kind of said that like the Warring Triad is, is a separate questline from the main storyline. Oh, man. <laughs> We're... We, we, what is gonna happen? Because <laughs> this is... There is, that's a lot, because, I mean, we just closed one plot line. Clearly, this is the end of this plot line. Um, we have what's going on with the Warring Triad, and then we have Alamigo, so we really have these two plot lines unless they're starting something else. Um, well, we're still missing quite a few of the Scions, aren't we? Yes. We... And there's no end to characters that we haven't heard from in forever. Yeah, and there's always the possibility, right, that Ysail didn't... Uh, I'm talking about this, because it's been a while, but, uh, like, Yusel maybe didn't die. <laughs> we didn't We didn't see her body. 
Not saying that maybe she didn't, but it would be interesting because I mean, they always. Maybe we should stop talking about it because you haven't finished the storyline yet, and I can't say anything. Oh God. <laughs> well, <laughs> I'm just gonna I'm gonna not talk because I'll put my foot in my mouth apparently. So the Scholasticate. I thought you had planned to alternate the Scholasticate and Hildebrand quest. So I was surprised that you were adding Hildebrand two patches in a row. Actually, we struggled a bit with the Scholastic quest. A lot of characters appeared at once, so we were afraid to rush this, and we wanted to make sure it was totally coherent. It would be impossible to do the work to get both Hildebrand and those uh, done at the same time, so we're rethi uh, rethinking the timeline for implementation. Players definitely did request Hildebrand. We did. Although... I didn't. The Scholastic Hit quests were pretty interesting. I found them enjoyable. Not quite to the level of Hildebrand yet, but there's also been a lot more Hildebrand quests so far. There have. I don't know if you've touched the uh, Scholastic Hit quests yet. No. Is there not? I wouldn't. Because when I got to the point to get to it, I was like, Scholastic Hit Hildebrand. Scholastic Hit Hildebrand. Hildebrand. <laughs> I made a choice. I made a very defined, clear choice. Just always Hildebrand. Yeah. Also, I'm not sure if my mic's picking up, but I have a puppy, and he currently is half sleeping, half whining. <laughs> so I'm not sure. What I he's can't saying. hear him, but hi, puppy. All right, good, good. <laughs> um, will Can we you talk about the really exciting piece? Uh, sure, go ahead. No, I'm just really, really excited for the Palace of the Dead. Yeah, no. Uh, who isn't? <laughs> Wait. Slightly more restrained after reading the article. It, it's not quite like the all amazing thing, but still, it's awesome. You can turn into a manticore. What is not awesome? Wait, where is that? Yeah, you know, you didn't know about that. No, I did not know about that. Where is that? Yeah, it's not in this article. We, we this read thing. it. In, we read it in the patch notes. <laughs> Patch doesn't specify Pat. Yeah, there was a man. Yeah, yeah, there's a Manticore part. Damn it. Yeah. I have to go back through those again. Yeah, there's a part with Manticore. Yeah, you could turn into a Manticore, and you have to like that's but that's one of the things where they're like, there would be floors with no magic. So we're like, how the hell do you get through it? Apparently, there's gonna be a thing you could drink that turns you to a monster, and you can just go through the dungeon and fight things that way, and you can kill things with one punch when you're the Manticore. So you're going to try to bum-rush that level as quickly as you can before the potion runs out. But if you step on a landmine, it's like it could have catastrophe... Uh, catastrophe... Yeah, these traps sound interesting. Right? Like if I walk into a floor and just suddenly die, that would be great. That would be great. Especially if you didn't save. That would be my luck. <laughs> but, like, they... In the interview here, they're talking about the saving. You only get to save every 10 floors or so after completing a boss. So if there's only 50 floors, that sounds like there's only going to be five bosses initially. So it's not a whole lot. Wait, wait, hold on. In patch 3.35, floor 50 is the final floor. We're planning on one more update during the 3.5 series, and we're expecting to increase that to floor 200 at that time. That's a pretty big increase. Yeah, I mean, granted, anytime, every time you go in there, the floor has changed. Like, it, it, it'll never experience the same floor, from my understanding. Like, it'll always change. It's a, uh, RNG. But the difficulty of the floor is about the same every time you play. 
Yeah. The first floors are always going to be your low level. And then uh, I think he specifies somewhere in here as well that uh, when you get to floors 50, or 40 to 50, there are, you're supposed to be at least level 60 or at most level 60 because you can only be level 60 right now. That's cool. I'm okay with this. So the interesting part there is that from floors 1 to 40, you're going to be leveling up quite fast, apparently. And then from 40 to 50, and assuming 50 through 200, you're going to be level 60 content. Which is... The other... Sorry. I was going to say, which is cool because if you have a friend that's new to the game and, you know, you guys want to break, like, you, you may not be able to help him with leveling content and you're on together but you want to do something together, this is perfect content because it doesn't matter what level you are outside the Palace of the Dead, it's when you go into the Palace of the Dead. So. Right. Although, you kind of have to be careful about who you're going to run stuff with. Uh, it looks like you can keep track of your personal progress, and you can also keep track of a group's progress. But if you change that group, then your pro your previous group progress will be lost. So like a, so it's kind of like a raid, maybe. Like oh well, I guess not. Uh, not so much. Like if I if for example, if you and I group together and we went into Palace of the Dead, we can continue going in with that group of two. But if we suddenly add Sid, let's say, and the three of us were running through this we would have our progress saved as a three, but then uh, if we tried to go in just the two of us, we'd have, to, we would basically lose, I think, the, the third. Oh, the, the, all right. Our progress would increase as the two players, but then Sid wouldn't be able to join us anymore at that point. Gotcha. But our personal progress would still continue going up. Understand. I don't know, it, it seems kind of weird. A little bit, but I'm down. So it's individual and group, and then we only get one group at a time. That makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Choose your groups wisely, I guess. Uh, no. Yeah, I guess it kind of helps too. So, like, you can't be like, I'm going to go in group with every single person on the server here and slowly just kind of work my way up through everything. Yeah. Uh, once you completed the deepest floor, floor 50, what happens for future play? The shining weapons that you've seen in trailers can only be used outside once they have reached a certain level. So even after you get to the 15th floor, you'll want to continue to participate in order to train your weapon. How often? <laughs> wait, wait a minute. How to train your how to train your weapon? So my my weapon levels. Not only do I level. But my le weapon level. I want no, that. Your eye level doesn't play into anything here. No, it doesn't. I want that light weapon though. I want it bad. Like it looks crazy awesome. It's a weapon of pure light. Um, how often is your completion progress recorded? Uh, there's a boss on every tenth floor, and your progress saves after the boss. Whoa. Because I thought there was these points, save points within certain floors, right? I guess not. I guess once you, read it, I guess I guess it. It it is an interview from mid May, I believe, right? So it might be a little bit outdated now, or they might have changed things since then. True. Okay, and I see yeah, the part. Even if, even if we have a boss every tenth floor, like it's only four or five bosses initially, but uh, that's quite a bit of content still. 
especially if it's supposed to take roughly three hours uh, to go from zero to 50 if you attempted to go all at once. Got it. Okay, so all right, so the the deep dungeon has an old FF style, Final Fantasy style with uh, with the interface and save data, so you'd be able to figure it out pretty quick. I got okay, I get it. Okay, I got the whole group thing. I understand. I get it now. My my nerd sense has kicked in. Uh, if you've already reached say the twentieth floor, can you still restart from the first floor? You can do that, but you wouldn't be able to start from the tenth floor, for example. That's so not... you can start at the beginning, or you can start where you left off, but nothing else. <laughs> okay, I get that. That's not too bad. What happens if a player who was level 10 and a player who were level 60 enter together? As I mentioned before, save data is fixed to your party, so you'll start from floor 1, level 1. In that example, a level 60 character and a level 10 friend would both start at level 1. If the first time they went together, then if they got to the 20th floor on that day, the same two people could re-enter the next day, resume from the 20th floor. If you go with a team different from the last you teamed up with, it'll warn you that previous data will be erased, the strength of equipment trained in that dungeon will not be lost, but loving progress will be reset. Interesting. So, if you go with a different group and start at level 1, your leveling progress will be reset. I guess that progress will still be higher. Still be higher. And your strength of the weapon, I'm guessing, will stay the same, is what they're saying. Because I have no idea how that's gonna work. Because I think if they, if they sink the item. Yeah, yeah, your strength of equipment trained in the dungeon will not be lost. Yeah, so yeah, that stays the same. So that's fine. That's cool. Like I guess that's okay because I guess they want you to go back through the dungeon a couple of times. Well, the interesting part here is uh, later in the interview here. Ah, sorry, I've lost it here. Uh, they mentioned later here the experience obtained in the dungeon, how is that going to be reflected outside? And for experience you obtain in the dungeon, you're going to get some sort of amount reflecting that outside of the dungeon, so you can use it as a resource to help level up second, secondary jobs, for example. It's not going to necessarily be like a one-to-one -one mapping, or we don't know how much it's going to reflect, but the experience and the, the work that you do within the dungeon will help you with the same job outside of the dungeon, which is kind of cool. That is cool. So yeah, right here, are there any rewards from the, this content that will have utility outside? If you participate enough and train your equipment so that the values reach a certain level, the reward is that you could take through trained equipment outside. How strong will it be? <laughs> the item level will be high enough so that it, it, it'll has practical use around the same time of past 3.5. Oh, wait, however, yeah, same time of past 3.35. However, given that you can play it as many times as you want freely, it won't be as strong as a completed animal weapon or augmented lore equipment. Okay. So it's going to be around the strength of the... Probably just a little bit weaker than the strength of the, the top end gear from this patch, I'm guessing. That's not too terrible. It's, probably, it's pretty good for a it's, patch. He pointed out, too, that it would be really good for secondary jobs. Especially if you don't want to do the anima grind again. That would... Yeah. <laughs> don't want we don't to. want to do it the first time, let alone doing it again. No kidding. I kind of like the light weapon. Um, 
So I'm kind of cool with that. I just want to get a weapon and name it Toothless. Just one. Uh, in addition to that, you'll be able to use it as Glamour. Uh, however, the type of equipment you obtain is based on the jobs that you participate with, so please note that. That makes sense. So if you go in as a ninja, you get a ninja weapon. If you go in as a ninja, you can't get a fancy scholar book. Nope. Fancy scholar books. Books are for nerds. And Scho that's why you don't get heals. Yeah, scholars, that's probably right. Scholars are the OG nerd. Hey, don't diss Alfie. It's true. Alfie doesn't even wear the hat. It doesn't wear glasses. He just carries that book. It looks looks cool all the time. Still missing his sister, but we got Alfie. Uh, they ask him, uh, well, it's still good, but it will be, it will have a variety of purposes. By the way, from the name of the content with the word dead and what we've shown, we're expecting Ida to be involved. Can you speak about that? Now, for those who don't know who Ida is, Ida is my favorite haunted lady. <laughs> um... She, uh, she was the ghost lady that ended one of my favorite, uh, cutscenes of a dungeon, um, the horror dungeon, and, uh, it would make sense that she is probably the, the queen of the Palace of the Dead, I guess. But they never specified. No, they, they don't. That some character would be involved in something. Some. Some undead woman with the same Eda laugh would be involved in something. <laughs> Wearing a pretty distinct No, it is. I know uh, there are people looking for challenging content to participate in light parties. Is this intended to be difficult four-person content as you get towards the floor twenty to our floor two hundred? The story will probably end around floor one hundred. Uh, the rest of the floors up to 200 will just be there as a tough challenge. That being said, please realize this is all under development. It could all go to hell real quick. That's what he's trying to say. And I guess this kind of ties in with some of the later stuff that he was talking about, about experimenting with different features. At like, 100 floors of content is a lot of content that they have to provide, and if there's story for all of it, that's great. But then there's only so much content that people want to do. So if players only want to get up to floor 100, then they can do all that and get all the content. And then those who want the extra challenge can go the extra 100 levels. But if they do this whole thing and they realize, yeah, every single player is going to 200, maybe we'll get another set of story or we'll get a, a different uh, deep dungeon in, in the same vein as Palace of the Dead uh, with 200 or more levels of, of story. But at least for the first incarnation, like, it, don't overload the players with 200 levels, go and complete all of it, and everyone suddenly hates the new feature. That's a lot of story to write, too. 200 levels worth of story. I mean, 100 levels I can get, you could probably do it every 10. So, I'm okay with that. And especially boss design. Like, you're doing 20 bosses right now off the top. Yep. Just for the first 200 levels. That's a lot of bosses, if they're doing them somewhat unique. 
and I really hope they are because the, some of the content they've come out with has been pretty awesome. I, I've heard great stories about some of the new raids. Uh, I haven't done Nidhogg Extreme yet, but the main Nidhogg was really fun. Zorkai, Hallbreaker Isle. The Wiping City of Mach. I haven't done it yet. The <laughs> Notice I said wiping, because people die. I heard Rubik's Cube Man is a hoot. <laughs> Watch out. You will fall. Looking forward. Looking forward to this. Oddly enough, though, if you've not seen that fight, which I went on YouTube to go watch it because I needed to see see that. Because to me, that is the most interesting boss I've ever seen in an MMO. It's a giant. He changes shape. He's not just a cube. He could be a circle. He does an oval thing like an egg. That's an interesting boss fight. That's amazing 24-man content. And it's tough. It's tough 24-man content. It's good stuff. Yeah, we'll have to uh, start getting some of that gear and start running it again. Yay. I did. I loved. I know some people didn't like it, but I kind of I dug Void Arc. I did dig it. It was. It was, it was a, for reference, we ran Void Arc I think for the first time last week. Yeah. We're we're really back on content. Stuff. We are. We're backed up. I got busy. <laughs> but slowly we're catching up. Yeah. Didn't take long. We are we are getting there. Um. But we have a house with crafting tables. We do. That's an inside joke. That's such a deep inside joke. But real, real quick, pro tip: if you join, if you join an FC, and everyone says hi to you in chat, and the first thing you say is not hi, and hey, do we have a house? Like not even hey, it's do we have a house? Not, not there's no hey in front of that. Just do we have a house? And you say yes. Do we have tables? And they don't respond off of that. Just know that person's probably probably in, in your FC for the wrong reasons. Still not the uh, worst interaction we've had in the FC, but... No. <laughs> it's been my favorite so far. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Gen general game direction is this uh, part, and it's probably the, it is the last part of the... Uh, and that'll, that'll carry us for the rest of the show. Um, general game direction, and that this will uh, most likely be where the game is heading. Uh, with the Palace of the Dead Deep, Dun uh, Deep Dungeon, you'll be implementing some new challenging content into Heavensward. Can you tell us about the history and general concepts that led you to decide to implement this? Uh, for enduring MMOs, and the and I think this is really important, and I think this is why I like Yoshida so much, um, and why I believe in this game a lot. Like I've, and trust me, I've talked about a lot of MMOs, and <laughs> and uh, in, uh, by other, in a lot of other shows I've done. <laughs> so uh, for enduring MMOs and the current generation of MMORPGs, the main gameplay happens at level at the level cap. For that, for the most part, everyone is playing at the level cap. However, when some players, real life friends, join the game and begin as new players outside of the level sync dungeons, they can't really play together, which is one of the most important elements. We felt that we needed to address the need to have more ways for that the, that players like this can play together. Additionally, there are players who want to play casually without doing much preparation for content, and still others who have trouble with matchmaking for certain roles. As we continue the patch series towards the expansion, we discussed trying something new to address these concerns. 
The proposed uh, solution that we came up with is shared some of these roles with the exploration content, the deep dungeon, and the treasure dungeon that we have added in the 3.x series. Uh, GG. Um, it makes sense. Uh, I like that this is one expansion in. You have new players coming in. Uh, you have friends that join, and other than going to help them do the dungeons, there really isn't, like, the questing doesn't take long. Like, the main storyline quest is super streamlined. So you can get through that pretty quick. But if you wanted to take some time and just do something that's fun, and do something together that takes a break from doing the, the leveling and just and the dungeoning, and that was more just like fun, different content. I think that that's a smart way of doing it, implementing stuff that anybody can take a part of. I think that's why I like Yoshi as a uh, the game director, because <laughs> he does. He, he sometimes he makes this like like they're like he, they said going into heavens where they wanted to try new things to see what what would work. For Minion, probably not the like the best idea. Deep Dungeon, probably the best idea. <laughs> Well, we're, we're still seeing that, but it sounds like a lot of fun. So, and, and it's really nice to see that the MMO take a direction that's friendly to new players. Like you see this a lot in some of the older ones. Like uh, I'm personally familiar with EverQuest Two uh, and a few other ones, but they're slowly trying to get the old content back and getting people to use that content. You'll see like time locked servers or uh, vanilla servers or we do talked about this on loot table a few weeks ago uh, about people having private servers with uh, custom content uh, everquest one has project 99 for that sort of stuff like people want to play that old content because there's no real point in doing it on the live servers as much anymore and yep. it's nice to see the final fantasy just keeps not recycling but it brings you back to that original content so it always is keeping the whole world as a, an ever-growing entity as opposed to you have your content over here and then suddenly your content's over here and uh, we've unlocked the new island and everyone from before is completely invalidated and you never see it again. GG, because I really, really do enjoy that. I really, really do. Um, it's the same thing I have with uh, them and... Uh, their take on like free to play like early on like people asked if they would ever go free to play and his his thing was like Yoshi's stance was no just it's not us and uh it, i mean he he even went as a developer and said as a developer it it you have to like the way he described it was if we did that that means that we have to take part of our production and create content that was specifically for a store and and i was like good enough for me <laughs> He's like, and I'd rather take that time and development and put it towards adding the reason why people would want to continue to pay us money. Yeah, and like you see a lot of games nowadays going towards the buy-to-play model. Like uh, the recent Landmark uh, yeah. launch was kind of an example of that. It was originally free-to-play, and then they switched it during the development process. It's now, I think it's a $10 buy-to-play uh, game. Which is not bad. It's cheaper than Minecraft and... Yeah, it's still a great game and everything. It's just that a lot of games are now going towards that buy-to-play model, which is good in its own way. It, it's a little bit nicer than the free-to-play model, but yeah, you're still developing things for a store. You're still trying to monetize your player. You don't have that steady stream of income that you would with a, a subscription. Yep. 
and opinion, but you do get players who seem to feel more entitled to that because they are are or are not paying. They have to have a very strong uh, voice in uh, your development cycle. Exactly. Um. Well, some please. Uh, so in that regard, they are all lined in a way. A major part of the diadem, uh, which was added in explore, uh, as the exploration content, was developed at, to be experimental. To, and this is this is the my favorite part, I think, about this um, this uh, the the next two questions. Uh, to see how players would utilize the system, the system included values of both first generation and current generation MMOs, and there was a need to continue to test values for a next generation MMO. I believe that we needed to do experiments like this to extend the life of the cycle of the game. When it comes to that, do you plan on adding a new part to the Sea of Clouds exploration during the second half of the patch of 3.5? Uh, the Sea of Clouds exploration, of course, is the, uh, the diadem. Um, Yoshi responds with, rather than just a new Sea of Clouds exploration, we're also going to be changing up the gameplay based on the feedback we received from players around the world. In addition to that, we're also incorporating uh, from ideas from our first and second generation staff on the development team. FFXIV uh, is a second generation kind of MMO, but many of the staff wanted to stick with elements which were closer to the first generation in the DM exploration content. From the feedback we received, it's clear that players are looking for a system and content which leads players on, a con on to continue to play it. To make uh, good on this, we're creating content with a mix of uh, first and second generation elements while reflecting on the on those points. Rather than the extreme degree of freedom, the content will be more clearly to let uh, lead players so that there's a clear how uh, it's clear how players will be rewarded even with little or no uh, conversation. Uh, the earlier thought of endlessly camping monsters simply to farm them, Dinosaur Island, uh, didn't really match the generation. Uh, so I've talked strongly about the necessity to prepare elements that involved everyone in the area based on that. Even though it will retain some elements which make it feel like a continuation of the Sea of Clouds research content or search content, the atmosphere will be quite different. I should note that although the Palace of the Dead is the Deep Dungeon for now, we're also looking to continue the Deep Dungeon as a new content category for the future. I'm excited for Deedem. Like, I know Deedem got knocked because uh, it essentially was, uh, you know, kill all the monsters on D uh, Dinosaur Island, essentially. I haven't done it yet. I'm not, I'm not familiar with it. We have ships. We can go there. Soon. Uh, soon. Uh, but but I, I do like the idea that, first of all, to, well, I have a question to ask you. But I like the idea that he wants it to be more focused and more about exploration, and and I know that uh, he wants. I think he mentioned someplace also about crafting. I think in a separate thing. Um, I'm down. I think Dim needs that kind of update. Um, so. Um, so. I also I will say this that, uh, up update. Skype Skype sucks. Like I don't know. We we may need to update Skype or something, but Skype has been killing us tonight. But oddly enough, uh, our our stream though not dropped one frame. So thanks. I got my OBS oh, work. Skype, it's Skype, just Skype Skype is killing us tonight. 
So, I got the OBS part figured out. Skype is kicking my ass. Um, just, just one quick thing before we're off. The, the last bits in this article just specifies that uh, this the, sometime in the June, July, August, kind of the summer, we're going to see some new uh, campaigns, per, uh, both, I guess, in-game campaigns that help bring out some hype. So it should uh, be interesting, considering we're at the, the third year anniversary up in August now, and then also for pre-release for whatever's coming out in uh, October as part of the FanFest. I'm excited. I wonder if they'll announce the ticket sale at E3. Oh, that could be bad for their servers. Well, uh, well, anybody who subscribed to the game gets first crack of tickets. Like, we get an email. So, nobody, like, nobody that doesn't have access to the game, like, you'd have to pay to, at least to get access to a month worth of content to even go buy a ticket first. <laughs> so. Yeah, and everything else in the, the, the articles, mostly that's already stuff in Patch 3.3, like Fenrir flying. Um, but I did want to, real quick, I guess we can, uh, I could ask you about this. He called uh, Final Fantasy XIV a second generation MMORPG. I think that to be true. <laughs> I would think that I mean, like where where like Final Fantasy fourteen is an evol an, an evolving, f like uh, I, I wouldn't say it's like a first generation MMO, like it's I not. Don't see, it's like a, it's like almost like a second or sorry, it's almost like a third generation. Right, like, like yeah. You have like the, you're way way back when you're thinking like Ultima or EverQuest one, like the way way back stuff. And then you have your. I assume that's stuff for me. That's way back. And you have your Warcraft and your EQ two. Tabula Rasa, yeah. maybe. <laughs> I I would even yeah, say. There's a whole bunch that have kind of been released in the last uh, five or six years. Like you have Rift, and there was Warhammer and Age of Kona, and, and I'm pretty sure I'm going back more than five years at this point. But yeah, there's a whole bunch of different kind of in between, and Final Fantasy's Final Fantasy, I think, is kind of part of that third generation almost. Yeah. Um. It's so. Uh, it, we have four minutes left, and uh, this is something we could both touch on. We, we, you've played Guild Wars 2, correct? Yeah. Now, I have as well, and I find myself more into between like an action sort of game and and what what Final Fantasy 14 offers and the tab targeting. I enjoy this more than I think what I've played with and I've played and I gave I gave it the college try Guild Wars I really did I mean PvP they do have that world v world that three uh, server content PvP but I heard Shatter is the way like if we need to learn Battlegrounds and PvP Shatter is the way to go so we may need to jump on that to see see if that's true but that them's the words on the street but uh, I, I I prefer this I prefer this game I kind of do too. Like, I really enjoyed Guild Wars 2. It was a lot of fun. Um, I didn't quite complete the original storyline. I, I got pretty close to it. Uh, didn't complete the whole world exploration, but I, I really liked a lot of the, the functionality that they did. And I really, really enjoyed the world v world v world uh, PvP content. 
especially coming from I, I'm not a huge PvP player. I do enjoy it now and then, but it was a lot of fun to do the the world versus world. And if Shatter's similar to that, then great, that would be amazing. Um, but yeah, I really did enjoy Guild Wars 2. I did find it a little bit more limited in what you could do. Uh, but it was still a really, really fun game for me. Uh, but yeah, I, I'm with you on that one. I do enjoy my Final Fantasy a lot more than Guild Wars 2 at the moment. That story, though, that Heavensward story really kicked it up for me. Yeah, All right. Just wait till you get to 3.3 ending. I can't, can't wait. All right, um, we got three minutes uh, before Sony starts their E3 press conference, and I know that uh, some of us, including myself, want to go watch it. Um, so I will leave you with this. Um, I, I do live in Florida, and uh, tragedy did strike over the weekend, not uh, not once but twice. Um, so uh, did, did, it's you know I'm not going to talk about gun laws or, or religions or anything like that, but um, life is precious, and you get only one. Uh, so hug and uh, hug, kiss, and let whoever parents, uh, siblings, friends, uh, let them know uh, how much you care about them because you may not get to see them um, every day. So uh, spread love um, through your life and through gaming and all have a good night. Uh, Shin, do you have anything to go out on? Nothing else after that. All right. Thank you all for joining us for the second episode of Maelstrom Radio. Next week, we get our third host, Curry. He will be joining us, and we will see you all next week. Thank you, and peace out.